Hello, welcome to another episode of Just Cuz, the podcast where two cousins talk about things they love. Just Cuz. I'm Sasha, he's Max, and today we're going to be talking about Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Mm -hmm. And what exactly was Secret Invasion? Well, it was a mess, Max. (laughs) I'll tell you We haven't talked about this show. I was almost confident we had the same exact opinion. Mm -hmm. Me too. I, uh... Mm. I don't even know where to begin with Secret Invasion. No, like... it's it's kind of rough because we'll we'll talk about this probably after we finish wrapping wrapping up with Secret Invasion, but this really was the show that made me question how much faith I have in Marvel and, you know, their entire phase process. But we'll get into it later because yeah. let's actually talk about Secret Invasion, what the show was. Because I still have no idea what I mean, it was. I had really high hopes for it because I love Secret Invasion in the comics and I love the idea of just a secret alien race coming in and invading our planet without anybody knowing. And all of your favorites in all of those issues that you've seen were actually secret scrolls. Oh my god, when was the last time you saw your... Your real friend, or not friend, the real hero that you've seen in the comic books, you know? When was the last time? How long have they been a scroll? What happened? How do they capture them? You know? It's so interesting. It's such a good idea. And they really fumbled the bag, man. <laughs> fumbled the bag? I mean, first fumbled all, the ball. That's what I meant. Yeah. Fumble, <laughs> drop the bag, fumble drop the ball, the whatever it is. <laughs> I don't I know mean, sports, this... okay? I know comic books. <laughs> Which is much more important, let's be real. Exactly. But I mean, first of all, this show shouldn't have been a show. It should have been a movie with all of the Avengers in it. I mean, that's we should get that out of oh the way. Oh my god, because I was sitting there the whole time, and Nick was just giving these ridiculous explanations when everyone was like, why aren't you calling the Avengers? They said that at least six times, and I was like, yeah, why aren't you calling the Avengers, idiot? And he's like, only I can do this. Blah, blah, blah. Or, that wasn't him. That was technically Gaia, but whatever. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Call Captain America. Call your friends. Call Carol Danvers. This is ridiculous that you're not doing this. Or even the explanation that they made halfway through the series where, you know, if you bring in the Avengers, then the scrolls might have a method to... Uh, copy their powers that happens they already do that and it was so you really might as well dumb. have called them the avengers <laughs> yeah no they, we'll talk about that but wow what a finale wow <laughs> i felt so bad because i watched i waited until the first three episodes were out and then i watched the first three episodes and i was super excited to get into it and i was like oh man i don't know what i'm gonna expect from secret invasions got all these you know good actors in it from all the the other x-men x-men all the other avengers movies you know maria hill and um the hobbit you know the bilbo baggins you know they got everybody yeah (laughs) nick fury martin freeman they got i know his real name i prefer to call him bilbo baggins (laughs) he's going on an adventure exactly But no, he's not. Not in this show. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, he's only in one episode. Well, I guess the ending, too. But I was very excited, and I really like Talos as a character. And so when I was like, okay, Nick and Talos, they're going to be doing shit. You know, they're going to be figuring out the secret invasion. And it started, and I was so bored the entire time. I can't tell you one specific thing that happened in the first three episodes. Like, it was so goddamn boring. And it shouldn't be. It should be so suspenseful. It was so obvious who every single scroll was. I was obvious from the very first scene that Rhodey was a scroll. I was like, this is not Rhodey. Like, why would he be here if he's not a scroll? This is dumb. That's a big problem with this show. Because what other big reveal is there? Who is a big scroll? Rhodey. That's it. And everyone had guessed that before the show had even started. All these characters that we don't know, all these government officials that we don't know, okay, that doesn't matter to me. I don't know them. Give me Captain America scroll. Give me fucking, I don't know, give me someone scary as a scroll. Give me Wanda yeah. scroll. Give me Doctor Strange scroll. You know, like, ugh. 
<laughs> I wanted to like it so much. And I was really on board for the first, I'd say, four episodes because there's some really good monologues in this show. There are it, like there are some the things acting that is, they bring up. Yeah, like the acting is good. There's, it's not a problem with that, and it's not even a problem with like the structure the structure of the episodes is fine it's really the plot like they don't use yeah. as much of the con the secret invasion concept as they could and they really just do the bare minimum and they make it all you know pinned on gravic and it's like gravic is the one who wants to do this he's the rebel he's leading all of these uh scrolls astray and he's like they make him, they try to make him out to be this big bad, but I'm not scared of him. There's not a single second when I was like, oh my God, I wonder what Gravik's going to do. I know exactly what he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, he killed Maria Hill, which I wasn't expecting. There you go. One thing. But everything else, I was like, this is by the books. <laughs> Gravik, he's the kind of villain where you, you might be impressed with him, but the more the show goes on, the more they reveal that they have nothing to say. The show seems to be entirely uninterested in exploring the topics that it brings up itself about people wanting to exist in their own skin. Exactly. It's the We're same. We're not bringing that up It's the for same nothing. with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's the same with... Uh, fucking Loki. It's a say they don't want to bring up the top. They don't want to talk about the topics that they actually bring up. It's so frustrating. And it's the kind of thing where they bring it up for maybe thirty seconds to a minute. They say, "Wow, that sucks." Moving like, on. Wow, we should really change that. They don't do anything about it. They never speak of it yeah, again. Yeah, no. It, <sighs> it's honestly insane to me that this got green lit and it got as far as it did because it goes so far into stepping into the territory of being you know self-aware and like i was saying before there's some great scene to scene writing and dialogue and people having exchanges that mean a lot but the overall structure and the overall writing it's so god awful and i think it's just because it doesn't stick the landing but even if it did have a very good and satisfying ending, it wouldn't, you're right. The, it would overall be boring. It wouldn't have made me interested in the rest of the show. And the thing is, is before even the show came out, I was worried. Because like I was excited for it, but I was worried. Because the way to do Secret Invasion is to drop hints in other properties. This is... you. Marvel is no longer... A bunch of movies in the same universe it hasn't been that for a long time it's a tv series it's a series everything is continuation of the last thing this is a world that has been fundamentally different from ours for years because of the blip because of a lot of other things because of different groups and countries and cities flying into the sky you know there it's different from us and it's a world building thing and you have to build that world you can't just imagine it as this isolated thing. Oh, well, the scroll attack is happening over here, but over here is Ant-Man is getting really big in a really small place. Like, shut up. Like, stop it. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know, when they had Talos revealed as, and um, Talos' wife, whose name I forgot because she's dead in this show, um, revealed yeah, as Nick Fury. Yeah, uh, revealed as Nick Fury and um, Maria Hill at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Yes. That was good. That was interesting. That was like, oh my God, we thought we were seeing Nick Fury this whole time. And this whole time, it has not been Nick. It has been Talos. That's crazy, right? When that came out, everyone was like, what the fuck, right? The way that you do Secret Invasion is that you do that same thing, but with everybody else that we already know in the world. <laughs> Okay. And it's insane that they it's don't. It's crazy that they didn't do that. They had so many things between Far From Home and Secret Invasion. Sure, some of them didn't come out in the right order because of COVID. But you could have, you should have planted little things every now and then. Have uh, Evan Peters face, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a scroll, actually. <laughs> like, just like secretly <laughs> when he's in the mirror or something. Instead of, well, what was his god-awful name? Something Boner. like <laughs> Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. God, I... I... <laughs> I think I'll be angry about that <laughs> joke I say in quotation marks. Oh, God. Forever. Yeah, we got we to do WandaVision someday. Um, oh, yeah. But 
Yeah, like have Ralph Boner be a Skrull. I don't know. Have someone else be a Skrull. Have a bunch of random people just like nobody else knows you know like irony what is no what's it called dramatic irony there you go <laughs> like dramatic yeah. irony that we the audience know oh my god they're a scroll but the characters don't know they're a scroll you know and they should have been li- obviously not too many that it would oversaturate and be like oh well of course they're a scroll everyone's a scroll now what the fuck but just enough to make us excited be like oh my god i'm actually scared who's trustworthy who can we trust we love all of these here but no None of the heroes were in it, and none of them were Skrulls. Nick wasn't ever a Skrull in the show. We weren't ever like, can we not trust Nick Fury? Is he a Skrull? That's what you should be doing with this kind of show. You should be playing fucking mind games, okay? I want to be wondering the whole time, and I I was never doing that. I was barely actively watching. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know why they didn't build more suspense with it, because you meet someone, they go to the bathroom and when they come back they could be a scroll you have no idea but they never did anything on that line exactly and there was no even like oh my god when they were trying to convince the president that roadie was a scroll i was like oh that that was so upset i was like cut his fucking hand just show a drop of blood will prove it you already know that he is a scroll just take a knife and cut his hand open. And the president would be like, oh my god, your blood is purple. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> And what was it, an episode ago or two episodes before that where Olivia Coleman literally just cut off a scroll's finger yeah. and just be like, oh, they're a scroll. Okay, that's proven. Exactly. And then they, they end that situation by shooting the roadie scroll in the head anyway. First of all, the roadie scroll reveal was not interesting at all. It was so boring. It was like, it was like, oh, there's a scroll taking a shower. And then all of a sudden they turn into, you're like, oh, that's Rhodey. Oh, Rhodey's a scroll. Like it wasn't, it was, oh, okay, we're doing this. I didn't care. I was like, oh, okay. Well, the only thing that I liked about that scene is the fact that right before it, you get the scene where um, Nick Fury and his wife are talking, which we'll get into that, but they're talking and then the scene ends with Nick Fury's wife kind of having a forlorn Vara. look. Her name is Vara. Looking... Vara. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea what her name was. <laughs> her, I thought her, she was interesting, but her not Her human name was Priscilla, her. and her uh, scroll name is Vara. And yes, I do remember yeah, that now. Yeah, for a second, I thought they were trying to make you think, oh, is that her as a scroll? But I, I was like, no, I already know what she looks yeah. like as a scroll. Not all scrolls look the same. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I was kind of getting to is that I don't even know if they did that on purpose, where it was edited together to make it seem like she was, you know, the same scroll. I mean, probably because the last time we saw Vara as a scroll was like in the first or second episode. It was a while ago and it was just for a second. So I, I buy that that was, they were trying to quick change you, but it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, no. I honestly I think that might be giving them too much credit saying that they did that on purpose. I don't know. Okay. Can I tell you the one note that I wrote down while watching the show cuz like I said I was barely actively watching. It was mostly passive cuz I was just like I'm not that interested. But <laughs> at the very end in the last episode when quote unquote Nick Fury is having his showdown with um Gravik, the not the showdown, the 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 monologuing before the showdown. The yeah. intense did like monologuing. The, the content was good. The content of Gravik's monologue was good. His acting was on point. Very good. The way that that scene was shot made me want to claw my fucking eyes out. Shot and edited. What the fuck were they doing? Oh my god. They had so many weird angles and, and quick cuts. Just like strange shots. And I was like... This is an intense emotional monologue. Just have a single shot on his face with some reverse shots to Nick Fury. This does not need to be super extravagant in its shot composition. I have no idea if this is the case, but it just screamed to me reshoots. Of course, yeah. No, and there were there were a few like inconsistencies that I noticed and I was like Ugh, this, this, they're ruining it. They were ruining it because I was trying to listen to Gravik because it was interesting. But I was so thrown off by the way that it was edited and shot. I was like, 
this is this is madness right now. Jesus Christ. And it really does suck because, you know, Ken's doing his monologue and <laughs> he he's great. And then you're right, the editing takes you out. And if you're not taken out by then, Nick Fury throws a Hulk punch. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, okay, I'm done. What what is even happening? It was ridiculous. <laughs> That happened and I was like, oh, that's so stupid. I said that out loud to myself. I was like, that's so bad. And then it was revealed that it's not Nick. It's actually Gaia. And I'm like, that's slightly better, but it's also stupid. <laughs> it makes more sense. But yeah, it's still incredibly no, dumb because we'll talk about yeah. it later. But Not that it was yeah. her. I mean, we can talk about it now. Like, not, yeah. not the fact that it was her, but the fact that... The end of this show, the end of Secret Invasion, is a showdown between two scrolls who have every single superpower we've ever seen ever implanted into their DNA. What the fuck? This is this was supposed to be a political mystery thriller drama. This is supposed to be Captain America Civil War 2.0. Because then you didn't know who the Nazis were, but now anyone could be a fucking scroll even the people you trust it should have been so goddamn different oh my god that exchange that nick fury the president uh scroll roadie and olivia coleman had that obviously it's not nearly as tense as it should be but that's what the finale should have been a bunch of people in a room with guns pointed at each other and no one knows who's yeah a scroll. well the audience shouldn't have known either we shouldn't have known that would have that's what mm -hmm. would have made it intense everyone pointing their guns at each other or their superpowers whatever and being like who the fuck can we trust in this room we the audience should have been the president not knowing what the fuck was going on and that is not what happened unfortunately and you know what props to fucking olivia coleman she is an oscar winner for a goddamn reason she stole this show she's the only parts that i paid attention to fully because i was like you are a queen olivia you're doing amazing it's so funny and so intriguing whenever she was on on the screen i knew that she was well casted but before the show came out i wondered why her character was even in this show considering that we have um oh what's her face from seinfeld um julia louis dreyfus yeah because i i assumed and her and olivia coleman are kind of similar i know i thought that they were i was like at the end especially when she was talking to gaia i was like is this like the same character as julia louis dreyfus <laughs> This feels like a very Yelena moment, you know? Yeah, I I'm very glad that Olivia Coleman is now in the MCU, but I have no idea why we have these two very, very similar mm -hmm. female government characters. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're working together. Maybe they're going to overthrow the government and uh, institute a women-run government. I would like to see that. <laughs> Just run by Olivia Coleman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That would be great. I mean... <laughs> oh they would do a good job yeah. we know they would <laughs> but yeah i mean there were so many plots that went nowhere there were so many characters that didn't matter i barely knew anyone's name except for the main characters because i just didn't care about them it's a real shame yeah all of the characters introduced i mean i guess gaia i know her mm -hmm. but that's it like i can't tell you a single other character. i know her because she's played by Amelia Clark. That's why yeah. I know her. I wouldn't know her otherwise. I would have been like, oh, Talos' daughter. <laughs> Every single time she was on screen, I had the thought, don't you want to, you know, have your scroll form? Like, I get yeah. why you're Amelia Clark, but isn't, like, the point of this show that you want to exist in your own skin? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They're all of the scrolls in the scroll compound where they were talking about, we can be ourselves here. They were all dressed as humans. There were like four or five scrolls in a shot that were in scroll form. Everyone else was in their, a human disguise. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, a soldier stay in our human disguises. I'm like, why? That's, that's against the thing that you're fighting for. That's literally the opposite of what you want. Why are you doing that? 
I hope to God that that was a budgetary issue because if they did that on purpose, the implications of that in the narrative, oh my god. It goodness. doesn't matter now. It's in the show. It's in the narrative. The implications are there. Doesn't matter if it was budgetary or not. That's how it turned out. And I get that it's hard for actors to be in that much makeup all the time. That's why Jennifer Lawrence didn't want to play Mystique anymore. I get it. Like it sucks. But this is the role that you signed on to play. And this is what it requires prosthetics and makeup and that's why you know but dave batista doesn't want to play drax anymore i get it i get it man it's mm-hmm. that must suck you have to get up so early you have to get painted every day you have to put on so much moisturizer after because it fucking dries your skin out it sucks but and maybe that's just another reason why this shouldn't have been a mini series and it should have just been a movie god it absolutely should not have been a mini series. <laughs> Like I said, it should have been Captain America Civil War, the sequel. Okay. Didn't have to start Captain America, yeah. but it that's what it needed to be. It needed to be that kind of movie. And it it was a dis, it was disappointing. I'll briefly get into the comic because I mean, first of all, the single greatest way to ruin this show for you, other than just simply watching it, would be to read the comic mm-hmm. and then watch the show. <laughs> Because I, I hadn't read Secret Invasion in quite a few years, so I reread it as, you know, as the show was coming out week to week. And oh my goodness, not that this comic is a masterpiece or anything, but it's just a million times better. The narrative isn't built around it, but the whole reason that they win is uh, Reed Richards creates like this MacGuffin that can create this sonic whatever pulses that reveal whoever is a scroll. Do something like that yeah. so that, you know, at the finale, then you could have the punch out or whatever. Yeah. I just don't understand why they couldn't have just pulled simple narrative uses from the comic that they pulled the name from. They didn't want to have any superheroes. They only wanted to have Nick Fury, which is such a missed opportunity. Like the thing at the end, like when we were talking about they don't want to cover the topics that they themselves bring up. Um, at the end, when the president declares war on all scrolls and a bunch of vigilantes go around shooting a bunch of innocent people, people and scrolls alike, they're innocent. They're not doing anything. They're just trying to live, you know? And they don't say a goddamn word about it. They're just like, uh, Vara says to Nick Fury, like, my work is here and it's never been more important. But then she goes with him to space anyway. And then they, no one ever talks about what the fuck is going on right now. Yeah, talk about an incredibly complex theme that they just bring up for a little bit and then don't ever discuss again. Like, if you want to do that, which they are kind of committing fully to that storyline, do that in episode one or three, you know, so that we could live with the consequences of what the president just did. But no, it's just a tease at the end that we're never going to see anything more about because this show is a failure. I mean, they're trying to, they're clearly setting up something else with the end of this show. But I don't know what I don't know what will come of it. I don't know the numbers for this. I know that no one is talking about it. And the people that are are talking about how bad it yeah. is. It's just it's becoming a consistent theme with Marvel that they are not consistent in their themes of their shows. Like I said before, is the same thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was the same thing with Hawkeye. And I don't know what other shows were there. I get can't even think right now i have a a list of things that we'll get into but yeah a lot of the marvel finales are just bright lights for the sake of entertaining audiences just because this is a comic book genre movie or tv show does not mean it needs to end with a big fight okay things like wandavision things like secret invasion don't need to end with a big flying fight in the sky with a bunch of superpowered lights, uh, superpowers and lights flying around, okay? That's not what this narrative needed. Is this not exactly what She-Hulk was talking about? So we know that they're self-aware yeah. about this. Well... They just made a show about it. Maybe they're self-aware, or maybe the writers of She-Hulk are self-aware and everyone else was like, fine, you can do that. Like, who knows? I don't know how their studio works. I'm honestly not sure what disney plus is and it seems like marvel is 
or at least Marvel shows are being used to promote Disney Plus. And I don't know if I'm correct about that. It could just be a conspiracy that I'm cooking up. What do you mean you don't know what Disney Plus is? No, as in the fact that I don't know what Disney what Disney Plus is trying to, you know, push out. Is it supposed to just be a streaming service for uh, all of the Disney products or is it actually trying to create original shows? They seem to be wanting to do that, but it's just losing them money. It's not losing them money. It's not. They are, that's, that's the bad thing. That's the worst thing about this is that even though these shows are not the best that they could possibly be, it's not losing them money. They have so much money. I mean, I don't know their numbers. They're all internal. But And they never reveal their numbers yeah. because, you know, they're streaming services. But the thing is, is that... People are going to watch these anyway because you have to watch these shows to understand the movies and you have to do this and you have to do that. And a lot of people are quitting the MCU, but a lot of people aren't. And just so we're clear out there, I don't I don't want this video to be called the fall of the MCU or the podcast, whatever, the, to be called the fall of the MCU or something like that or, you know, the end of the MCU because I'm so fucking tired of hearing that because... It's not. Even if no. the stuff is bad now, even if the movies that are coming out is bad, even if the shows are not what we want them to be, it's not ending. It's not ending anytime soon because people still pay to go see it. People still pay the streaming service to watch it and they get tons of views. And even though Disney Plus has a terrible interface that doesn't pop up for the next episode when you're done watching an episode. And I fucking hate Disney Plus. <laughs> like, as an interface, it's terrible. I'm sorry. It is the worst streaming service to be on to like try to navigate. But <laughs> it's just, it's not the end of it. And if they start losing money, which I don't think they have yet, when they start losing money, they are going to pivot and do something else, but they're going to still be trucking along. We know that they're not losing money because just a few months ago, we watched one of the best superhero movies out there. Like, not the best, but Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was freaking amazing. It was amazing. And that's just proof that there is no such thing as superhero fatigue, just like James Gunn said, and he said it best. It's just bad movie fatigue, mm -hmm. and it's bad show fatigue. Yeah. And even the fact that a lot of the shows that Disney Plus has made, or just Marvel has made, if they were movies, could have been a whole lot better. I loved the first couple episodes of Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. Yeah. But I fully believe that if those two things were a movie, they would be more successful and more people would know about mm -hmm. them. I really like those two things too. Those are two other TV shows that I totally forgot about until you just mentioned them. And I loved those yep. shows. But you're right. They are... I can't remember a bunch of stuff that happened in it because they needed to be movies their plots and their concepts are too sm not small but their plots are too short to be tv shows like this i mean so much of it was filler the way that they almost justify those two things being tv shows because moon knight the first episode had that incredible intrigue where he didn't know what was going on and he didn't know what yeah. he was dreaming of or miss marvel which had that edgar wright snappy editing and the background stuff going on i really like so incredible no, and i you know what moon knight actually i i kind of take it back i like those things as shows because they're able to do other things and take breaks from the plot um like moon knight has the episode where they're in the after the the egyptian afterworld oh, yeah, episode five yeah it's the best one and where they learn about their past steven and mark do and that is so good that's better than yeah. Anything Secret Invasion ever did. Honestly, we just talked about how finales are bad, but I still like the finale of Moon Knight. Everyone sleeps on oh, Moon yeah. Knight. It's incredible. I like it, and everyone is like, they should have showed us the battle, and uh, and they should have showed Jake killing the uh, the demon or whatever, whoever it was. And I was like, no. No, they shouldn't have. I liked it this way. This show was not about... It wasn't about fighting it wasn't about fight sequences and violence it's about the mind of this person of these people of mark steven and, and jake the intrigue and the intrigue that. and they don't know what happened so we don't know what happened 
I like that. Yes. And but let, let's get back to bad endings. Well, because well, Ms. hold on. Marvel well, first I was gonna such a bad. Well, ending. first I was gonna okay, say. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You you talk about Moon Knight. No, no, no. This is about Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel did have a shitty ending, but it had a great episode which is the one in the past the one where yes. where uh kamala goes to the past that is a great episode and there are a bunch of things like the first episode where she's at comic-con or whatever that's great or hero con and i like being able to differentiate between episodes that's what you need that's what wandavision had that's what i that's what i feel moon knight had loki blurs together you ask me what happened in Loki, I'll tell you what happened in the whole plot. You say what happened in episode three of Loki, I don't know. I am on the other side of you for that. Because I have WandaVision and What If are the only shows that I truly can justify being episodic adventures where, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a season. And you, you need that for those two products. But I think everything else could be a, a movie. That being said, I know what happens in every episode of Loki. Okay. Well, I mean, I know what happens in Loki. That's not what I'm saying. I know what happens in every episode. Mm. I just, if you asked me specifically which episode was which, I can't tell you. I could tell you the entire Mm. plot of Loki, but I can't tell you where one episode stops and the other starts, you know? Maybe it's just because I've seen it so many times. I haven't watched it very recently. I don't think I've watched it since it came out. So maybe that's why. Well, season two is coming out. We're going to have to Yeah, no, I know. I'm excited. You're on, man. (laughs) I like Loki. Um, Surprise, (laughs) surprise. But I think you're right. Some of these things could be movies. But I love TV. Fundamentally, television is my favorite art form. I like character development. That's what I look for in when I'm connecting to media. And what I am able to find in book series and television series and comic series is that I'm able to connect with the characters over a longer period of time than in a movie or a one-off book or a one-off comic, you know? That's person not that's not what everyone's looking for, that's what I'm looking for. And I like being able to connect to characters over a span of time. WandaVision did that for me. Moon Knight did that for me. Secret Invasion did not do that for me. No. And that's why we were so excited going into Secret Invasion. Because imagine the idea of getting to sit and stew with the tension of the fact that you cannot trust anyone, no matter how well you know them. Exactly. And Secret Invasion didn't touch that itch whatsoever. The pro- I think a big problem was it shouldn't have had a lead character. It shouldn't have had Nick Fury as the main character of Secret Invasion because Secret Invasion needs to be bounced. The narrative needs to be bounced between different people. You need to be, okay, now we're following Captain America. Is this actually Captain America? Okay, now we're following Black Mm -hmm. Widow. Is this actually Black Widow? No, she's dead. Now, (laughs) it's definitely not her. She's dead. But, uh, you know, now we're... It's like, wait a minute. She's dead. (laughs) She's definitely not Black Widow. Now we're following Yelena. Now we're following Haley Steinfeld. You know, now we're following this person. Who's a scroll? Who's not? I don't know. And that is that should be what was happening and it's not we could be following talos we know he's a scroll but who is talos around is nick is this actually nick fury or is this another scroll fooling talos how would we know yeah if they do truly want to make this a six episode you know epic mini series pull out all the stops cast everyone and do what you just described <laughs> get all of the new avengers that we've gotten introduced to and make it so that You know, in the same way that, you know, in the early phases, we got the Avengers movies and then we got Civil War, which introduced Ant-Man, which we had just previously seen in the other movie. You know, I think that a lot of people look at the early Marvel stuff with rose-tinted glasses, but at least they did that stuff correct, where as soon as you introduce someone, then you bring them into the next Avengers product. Exactly. And there haven't been enough of that. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like it is a series now. It maybe not a television series. It's a it's a mixed medium series between movies and television, right? And to not see your character, to not see a character from the time that they're introduced until the big team up movie, that's a mistake. That is not mm. Though exactly what you said, okay? In Captain America's Civil War, 
we ant-man had just had his movie captain america civil war is not an avengers film it is a big uh i mean sorry yeah civil war it is a big teen have i been saying civil war when i meant to say winter soldier before i meant to oh did you say i've been meaning to say winter soldier now i'm talking about civil war but before i was talking about winter (laughs) soldier my mistake i don't remember what i said but (laughs) it's late they're both it's late at night (laughs) um (laughs) But Ant-Man had just come out and then you see Ant-Man in Civil War and you're like, oh my God, this is the guy. He's so funny. I miss that guy. Look, it's Paul Rudd. Look at him go. And then you see all of these other characters that you haven't seen since the Avengers or you haven't seen since their solo movie, you know, or Spider-Man who you haven't even seen yet. He's introduced in that movie. That's the fucking way to do it. If you have a series, we need to see these characters, okay? You should have had people from the movies in this. You should have had people from the other shows in this. There should have been more. Like, the fact that White Vision was introduced, what, three fucking years ago in WandaVision, and then we haven't heard or seen from him since. Like, I don't care when he finally shows up. Like, I'm not gonna care because it's been so long. I will have forgotten about Exactly. That's not how TV shows keep interest, you know? Not every character is in every episode, but they have storylines that are going on, and they're not just statically doing nothing until something happens that they're needed for. And it's especially problematic with the MCU because it's a global and intergalactic world that these characters are all a part of. And the fact that they're dealing with an alien invasion and you don't call Carol Danvers, whose main purpose in life is to find the scrolls a home, you don't call a fucking anyone else you don't call sam you don't call what's his name the other one the met anyone (laughs) you don't call anyone (laughs) bucky that's his fucking name (laughs) like fine you don't want to call the super powered people fine call sam and bucky call fucking Haley steinfeld i don't know call someone nick jesus christ (laughs) so the next captain america movie I am hoping, I'm you know, on my knees praying that that is as much of an, an Avengers movie as Civil War was. But even if that happens, even if we get every single you know character that we've been wanting to see back on screen, it wouldn't be enough of a cinematic link where we get to see all these characters interact with each no, other. No, of course not, because they're all just going to get one-off lines and be like, what have you been doing all this time? Well, I've been doing this, Bucky. Well, I've been hooking up with Sam's sister. You know, like, <laughs> like that's it. They're, we're not going to get any anything that we actually want. You know, Haley Steinfeld, where have you been? Oh, I've been hanging out with Hawkeye and his family. Like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> or, or maybe even that. Like, I don't care about that either, but at least that's acknowledging that they exist within the same universe. You know, Eternals built that massive, whatever, statue of the uh, celestial coming out of the earth, and we haven't heard about that since. Never been seen again. Apparently that's the plot of Thunderbolts. They're trying to get, like, adamantium from within that, apparently, but that we'll see that in a year. They're going to get the adamantium? Okay. I don't even... Yeah, and then they're going to juggle more characters. They're going to introduce the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, and then there's going to be more characters who could help with any problem that is ever happening, but nobody does. I mean, that's like... That's the reason that teams like the Avengers exist in the first place, is because all of these heroes had their original comics, they had their own runs, and then everyone was like, hey... We're all here. Why don't we all solve problems <laughs> together? <laughs> like the the yeah. artists were like, or, and the writers of the comics were like, it's kind of dumb that Spider Man doesn't come help. You know, whoever this is, if they're just one town away. You know, like why? Why wouldn't they do that? <laughs> if and so they're... they should, and now they're all best friends with exactly. Each other, but like, there's excellent. so many teams. Like, there's the West Coast Avengers, and there's the regular Avengers, and there's the X Men, and then there's the X Force, and there's the and Great there's... Lakes Avengers, yeah. and there's there's so many different teams. There's the Fantastic Four, and they all cover their specific quadrant, sure. But if something is going on globally, they all get involved. Okay, everyone is like 
This is the world. Let's do this. And that's where you get the great splash pages on comics where you get like dozens, if not hundreds of people in a page. And it's fantastic to look at. And everyone can't get their moment to shine. Every story has to focus on like, you know, two or three great heroes. Mm -hmm. But that's why you have a massive universe of heroes so that you could have all yeah. that. I mean, like, I get it. It's expensive to pay those actors to come in and just do little parts. You know, it's cheap to draw them, right? But this is your universe. You have to build it out. It doesn't feel real if there's no reason that any of these people couldn't have been here. Like, there are heroes yeah. who work in the U.S. government and there are heroes that are Russian that could have been in either of these, you know, any part of this. I think that that is the simplest solution. Pull out all the stops, hire all of the actors that you have already planned to hire for other projects, mm -hmm. and just get all of your, get all your heroes like, in this and your villains. How much sense would it have made? It, it would have made so much sense if Yelena and her dad, I don't remember his name, were in this movie. Yeah, Red Guardian. Yeah, Red Guardian and their mom. Like, Black Widow is dead, but her family that you just made a movie about is still alive, and they live in Russia, and there's a bunch of scrolls, and there's, a like, a nuclear missile that's about to launch on Russia. Like, why wouldn't they be helping? Okay? There's Sam and Bucky who work very closely with the government. Why the fuck wouldn't they be helping you know why wouldn't roadie why wouldn't roadie call up pepper and be like i mean fake roadie obviously but be like hey nick fury's got off the handle help me fucking end this bitch <laughs> no it's just handled so so poorly and it's secret invasion in name only yeah yeah and it sucks do you want to talk about some marvel properties that you know you might be excited for just to get positive for yeah, a bring bit. up I feel some like been yeah for so yeah long. bring up some and I'll tell you if I'm excited for them because I genuinely can't think of any well for starters there's a uh, Loki season two yes excited for that I'm very excited I like Loki I think that Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania really oh. fucked up with their whole um uh, not he who must not be named what is it he at the end of the universe what's it called what's his name I don't know. Kang? Now, I know his name is Kang, but like, what do they call him in Loki? <laughs> oh, uh, I he's not really Immortus, but the closest. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Like the Immortus, but he had like a name, something. He who, whatever. But um, he who remains. He who remains. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, they really, <laughs> they really didn't do great with that, did they? But um, I think Loki will attempt to fix it, and mm -hmm. I was really excited for kang when he was first introduced in loki i was like this is gonna be cool and then i was way less excited since then <laughs> um so hopefully hopefully they'll make some leeway with that if if their next avengers film is going to be dealing with kang then they got to get on that quick because mm -hmm. i nobody is going to be the the audience is not going to be as forgiving not forgiving but as patient as we were with Thanos and Infinity War because that was years and years in the making and we got crumbs up until Infinity War. There was barely anything. And that's because it, nothing like that had ever been done before. But now that it has, mm -hmm. they have to change it up and they have to have it, again, like a series, like a series arc. They have to have Kang, not just the big battle at the end, they have to have him doing stuff for a while they tried to do that with ant-man and the wasp and he was the villain there but no one liked that movie i'm sorry we saw it together i saw it with you for the yes. first time and i did not like that movie i will die on the hill and this is the same exact thing with thor love and thunder inside those two movies there is a phenomenal masterpiece but that did not make it to the screen yeah i mean at this point for me i'm like i felt that way when i first saw it but at this point i'm like it doesn't matter to me if there was something better inside there. It didn't get there. And that was whatever it was, studio intervention, reshoots, COVID, whatever. I don't care. You can still make good art with these kinds of mandates and restrictions. Take Barbie, for instance. That had the reins of Warner Brothers and Mattel holding it down so fucking hard. And it was still good art. 
And all it takes is someone with a vision to speak out and say, no, I'm going to make exactly. this Exactly. Stop churning out crap. Hire directors and writers who have specific visions. Pay them well and pay the actors pay well. Them. God fucking damn it, Disney and everyone else. It's not that hard. Fuck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, we both just got a living wage. Pay them angry. a living wage, god damn it. I want my fucking job back. Yeah. <laughs> pay your writers and also only create products that your writers are passionate about. Because yes. if they don't care which I feel like the creators of Secret Invasion didn't, or at least they didn't when they were going out on interviews or when I was watching this show, it did not feel like they Not cared. enough. Like, that's, that's what people were so excited about when Barbie and Oppenheimer came out. It was very recent, and everybody was so excited to see those films not because people love barbie or people love j robert oppenheimer the inventor of the atomic bomb no people don't love those things enough to explode these movies as much as they did people love the directors and the passion that they had for these projects they are directors films they are visions they are works of art and they're not just crap turned out by a studio to make money. I mean, they did make money, and their studios wanted them to make money. And I'm sure Mattel is very, very happy. I know they are very happy that Barbie made a lot of money, and now they're going to put out a bunch of crap movies like Hot Wheels and shit. But Oh, my goodness. But it doesn't matter, because that's not going to taint Barbie. But the studio is taking the wrong lesson of from course. that, and they're like, oh, so people want to see toy movies? No. no. They want to see visions. They want to see... They want to see movies with something to exactly, say. Exactly, exactly. And the studios obviously don't get that because Bob Iger was quoted saying, let's just wait out these strikes until they can't pay their rent anymore. Mm. What a vile what, human being. What an absolute demon <laughs> bastard. Jesus Christ. And... Just, Wow. That, that's really the problem with the whole industry. It's not art making. It is profit driven schlock. And they yep. don't care about art. They don't care about their characters or TV or movies or anything. They care about money. And that's, that's the mm -hmm. problem when it comes down to it. Why was Secret Invasion? Why did it come out now? Because they had to keep on schedule. They had to release a, a Marvel property every few months so that they can make money. And I feel bad yeah. because, you know, Amelia Clark was really excited to be in the MCU. <laughs> and I feel bad shitting on- And she's gonna be in the Marvels, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is she? Oh, that's cool. I think. And like, she did a good job in the show. The, mm -hmm. Like, the end battle was shitty and stupid. And the, the graphics were weird. But she did a good job and she's a good actress. And so is Amelia. Mm -hmm. So is Olivia Coleman, and so is uh, I don't know the actress's name, but who played Vara? They were all really mm. good, and they're all new characters. They were all intriguing. They were the only parts of the narrative that I cared about. The three of them. Everything else, I didn't give a shit. And that sucks. That really sucks. Should we wrap up with I? I have like one more Marvel product that I'm excited for, and then we can just wrap up. Go I do want to end positively. Yeah, go for it. So I'm not sure when it's coming out, but soon enough we'll be getting a Wonder Man show, which I believe is going to have a similar tone to something like a Booster Gold, where he just has imposter syndrome and he's just a jokester. I think he's also going to be an actor in the show. Um, it, a lot of the comics that I've read with him don't necessarily have that tone. That's just the kind of vibe that I get from a lot of the things that I've seen so far of that show. But I'm very excited for that. That sounds fun. Again, another show that could justify it being an episodic show, but I don't know. Nah. I'm very, very excited to see the rest of Marvel. I will always be a diehard Marvel fan because I'm a comic book yeah. nerd, but... I mean, man. me not liking this show does not mean I'm not a, still a Marvel fan. I still like Marvel, and, mm -hmm. you know, I think they should do better. I don't know if they can do better at this moment, but I think they should do better. <laughs> um, wait, is, so is was Wonder Man? Is he? Is that going to be a show or a movie? It's a show, 
and it's got uh bob odenkirk and um god i'm blanking on his name but he was uh dr manhattan in the watchman show oh fuck i, I guess love that show <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool yeah. yeah he's he's gonna be wonder man that main actor cool okay yeah no i mm. i don't know anything about that so that'll be interesting definitely and of course i'm excited for kang dynasty and secret wars i will always be excited for that yeah. but most of all I am so excited for Deadpool 3. Holy crap. It's halted right now, right? And I just, ugh. Yep, which is good. Oh, no, they no. It's not oh, yeah. a Deadpool movie in a writer's strike. We are very on the side of the writers and actors who are striking. They deserve to be paid a living wage. And they deserve not to be mm. uh, taken advantage of and replaced with AI. But I really want to see Deadpool 3. <laughs> Just pay your writers so that you can continue making Deadpool 3 so that we can see exactly. it. Exactly. If not for that simple reason, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, Max, are you, uh, are you consuming any good media right now? Anything you want to talk about real quick that's not Marvel-related? You know, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything that isn't superhero-related, but I just uh, read uh, a comic... It's just called Justice. It's by Alex Ross, and I can't remember the other writer. I'm blanking on his name. I apologize if you're listening, which you definitely aren't. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know Alex Ross's art, one of the greatest comic artists ever, just his realism, fantastic. Go read anything that is drawn by Alex Ross, mm -hmm. especially Kingdom Come. But Sasha, have you been ingesting any media recently indeed i have um i have been watching and re-watching and re-watching uh the brand new season of good omens uh oh my which goodness. is so fucking good um and as soon as we stop recording this i'm gonna go watch the finale uh on my second rewatch i knew that they were dropping you know, at least the first episode sometime mm -hmm. this week. And I was out of town at a cell service and they dropped the entirety I of season know. two. I and know, when I know, I texted back, you. Oh my goodness. I thought it was just going to be one episode too. I was completely flabbergasted. I went and I was like, okay, I'll watch the first episode. And then I looked at, and I was like, oh my God, all the other episodes are here. I'm going to watch it right now. I'm going to dedicate my whole day to this. And uh, I did do that. And... Oh. I cried a lot, like a lot. I cry at, yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. I didn't say if it was good or bad crying. I cry at everything. <laughs> but I love Good Omens. I love Neil Gaiman. Um, and I'm also reading American Gods. So I'm in a very Neil Gaiman mood. Neil Gaiman vibe, I would say. <laughs> His quirky vibe. Yeah. Even though American Gods isn't as It's not quirky. very quirky, now. <laughs> <laughs> especially the end of that first chapter if you've read it you mm. know well i guess that's it for today with that this has been a podcast where olivia coleman talks about gaslighting and murder 